This episode is brought to you by Quests for Authenticity, a confidence coaching program that uses D&D to help you become just as confident in real life as your characters are at the game table. Visit www.questsforauthenticity.com to learn how the program helps people stop being an NPC in somebody else's story and become the hero of their own, or to take a free quiz that will stat you as a level one character in real life. Welcome to the Compendium, a resource designed to help you spend less time learning D&D and more time actually playing. With the very short and sweet uh, uh, overview of your level 1 through 20 vanilla druid uh, discussed, let's move on to druid circles. Uh, that you get to choose at your second level of being a druid, uh, which is basically the druid's terminology for druid subclasses. Right. So there's only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven uh, official circles right now, but circle of the land is kind of wild uh, and it has like a subclass no of subclasses. Unintended? Uh, no, no, I'll, I'll own that one. That's all fine. pun intended. Yeah, all pun intended. Yeah, <laughs> um, retroactively. Uh, so basically, the first one is Circle of the Dreamers. Uh, this one is uh, Feywild based, which uh, is not surprising, but is very interesting because that's not nature specifically, but nature of another dimension. So that's it conceptually, that's kind of uh, breaking with the concept, but I really, really like it. Um, they, uh, access a lot of this with like uh dreams and visions and 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 magical dimension hopping and that kind of stuff uh so uh they get some things like called balm of the summer court uh where basically you have a pool of fey energy uh that's like a number of d6s and you can spend those as a bonus action uh to um to basically add uh hit points to somebody uh, and also temporary hit points so you can uh basically be an extra better healer uh by doing that um and can then, you do it to yourself um it just says one creature you can see within 120 feet so yes you can see me <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. you could wild shape you could do this and then wild shape you could wild shape and do this oh yeah this isn't a spell so you could yeah you could like buff and then rebuff wax on wax off Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yes, it's to stay in that wild shape for a long, long time. Uh and this is all level two, which is great. Um uh then there's things like uh Hearth of Moonlight and Shadow, which basically is like a magic sphere that gives uh your uh your allies like bonuses like stealth and perception, um, and things like that. But their capstone ability is called Walker in Dreams at 14th level. Uh, the magic of the Feywild grants you the ability to travel mentally and physically through the dreamlands, which is wild. Um, when uh, you finish a short rest, you can cast one of the following spells without expending a spell slot or material components. The spell Dream, Scrying, or Teleportation Circle. Yeah. Um, this use of teleportation circle is special. Rather than opening a portal to a permanent teleportation circle, it opens a portal to the last uh, location where you finish a long rest on your current plane of existence. I so feel like this a, is Minecraft, where if you die, it's you a just save point. respawn. <laughs> yes, it's a save point. Yeah, which is is interesting, but uh, you really got to plan that out because if you took a long rest in some place uh, dangerous, but like you, it worked out okay. Ooh, yeah. So yeah, 
Um, and then you have Circle of Spores, uh, which is all about fungus and mushrooms and uh, and kind of necroticy things. So seeing the natural decay of of life in the wild uh, is like, yeah, of course this works. Uh, this is one of the favorites uh, uh, that people really love. Um, basically, it lets you at, at uh, um, second level you get more spells like Chill Touch, Blindness, Deafness, Gaseous Form, Animate Dead. That kind of stuff. Um, but they get a thing called a halo of spores where you're always surrounded by these invisible necrotic spores, which sounds like a nightmare um, that are harmless until you unleash them on a creature nearby. Um, but basically, if something comes within 10 feet of you, you can use a reaction and just cause it to have uh, 1d4 necrotic damage. Uh, and that damage increases as you increase in level at uh, at uh, 6th level, 10th level, 14th level. Um and then they also get something called a symbiotic uh, entity where um, you can do more damage to with your halo of spores. Uh, your weapon attacks now also do 1d6 of necrotic damage and you get some temporary hit points um, when you transform into beast form uh, to your wild shape uh, You know that scales up as you go up in level. Um, they can also animate corpses using these spores uh, uh, to make zombies at level six um, and things like that. But their uh, capstone ability is called fungal body, which I feel like you should go to CVS for. Um, but yeah, the fungal sp- cream for that. Yeah, I think they do. Um, the fungal spores in your body alter you. You can't be blinded, deafened, frightened or poisoned. And any critical hit against you counts as a normal hit unless you're incapacitated. Whoa. Yes, because I think the logic here is that more and more of your body is being replaced by mushroom or fungal systems. So you can't be poisoned and you can't be critted against because you don't you have critical... You can't be poisoned because you are the poison. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, actually. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. So yeah, that one, while this is a very cool subclass, like... It's a little body horror so for me. Bizarre, too. So, mushrooms. It, I don't, yeah, like, it's a little so Lovecraftian, weird. and it makes me like because uh, I have a phobia <laughs> about like plants invading my body. So this is like, well, these aren't like strictly plants. It's close enough. As <laughs> Casey looked at me like, wait, you do really? Um, so yeah, so that's a uh, circle of spores. Uh, then we have Circle of Stars, uh, which is p- drawing on the power of starlight, which is kind of cool. Uh, and it's very like zodiac and astrology going on, and having certain constellations that have like special meaning to them because even the space is part of nature. This is where um, I feel like if you want to play this, you need to ask your DM if you can be a centaur. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I just watched a video last night with my kids from Overly Sarcastic Productions, which if you haven't checked out, you really should, talking about the history of the Zodiac. And it was amazing. Uh, really, really good about how you know Babylonians and the Greeks and yeah, uh, which makes me kind of excited for this. Um, but yeah, so second level, they have a star map, which gives them extra spells um, uh, access to. And then uh, this is a pretty common uh thing in the subclasses where with your two wild shapes a day or per short rest or long rest you can do something else with them instead uh and you can see it really clearly here with basically 
you can use your wild shape as a bonus action instead of an action and instead take on a starry form rather than be a beast. So like your whole body just looks like, looks like the night sky, which is awesome. Um, and there's three, uh, three options. There's the archer, the chalice and the dragon. And they each give you an extra special like ability. Um, the archer, whenever you, um, that you can make now a ranged spell attack, uh, hurling this like luminous starry arrow uh, and it does 1d8 plus wisdom damage. The chalice uh, basically lets you, whenever you cast a spell, using a spell slot that restores hit points, you can also give them an extra 1d8 plus your wisdom modifier. So you get extra healing-y. Then the dragon, um, uh, when you make an intelligence or a wisdom check or a constitution saving throw to maintain concentration on a spell, you can treat a 9 or lower as a 10. Yeah, which is pretty great because wow. that helps you with constitution uh, with constitution saving throws for concentration. And if you took things like Warcaster as well, like it's going to be really hard to break that concentration. Um, but yeah, um, and then even later you can get some like minor divination abilities about you know reading. Uh, basically, they're they're uh, doing astrology, reading their their star chart. Um, but then at level 14 is the capstone It's just called full of stars. And, uh, when you're in your starry form, you become partially incorporeal, giving you resistance to, uh, BPS, uh, bludgeoning, piercing and slashing damage, not non-magical, just any bludgeoning, piercing or slashing damage, which is kind of dope. Yeah. I feel like someone needs to play this character and like have this backstory lore about how they were basically the uh, very godmother of Pinocchio that materialized yes. from the stars. Oh, that's so good. I love <laughs> like, that. Like it was all just a really big misunderstanding. He was made of wood and like, I just thought, you know, but now it's become this whole myth. And yeah, that's what I've known yeah, for. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the blue fairy makes way more sense as a druid than like anything else like a divine being or something oh wow that's really good i'm gonna write that down too thanks for equipping the compendium we hope you enjoyed listening in to the conversation this week if you haven't done so already it would help us out if you take a minute to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a good review we hope to see you back in a few days for the next episode where we'll be continuing our discussion delving further into the world of D. &D.